0: It's this moment where someone has read something of mine and they take it and write it in their journal, Mm -hmm. but then they essentially just keep writing their own version of those words. So Mm -hmm. what I see, I I feel like I hope my work is just a prompt to bring out your version of what I've said. Um, And I feel like great writing, that's what great writing does. It makes you want to write about it.
1: Do you find inspiration from other creatives? Does seeing art in a museum or in your backyard make you want to make your own art? It's amazing how attentiveness to our everyday lives and the common stuff around us can draw forth new ideas and foster imagination. If you've been needing a little jolt of inspiration to get creative in your writing life, this episode is for you. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life. Brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing, and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly bravely. Maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. If you've felt a lack of inspiration recently, it may be time to go back to your everyday life and mine it for new material. Louisa May Alcott's character, Jo March, received the same advice when she began as a writer and I'll offer it to you today. Write what you know. There's power there. Whether you believe it or not, your art can imitate your life. Your creative endeavors on the page can find fuel in the ordinary moments of your day as you become attentive to the world around you. The artist and poet Morgan Harper Nichols regularly looks to ordinary life to find inspiration and direction for her writing. Author of the new release, Peace is a Practice, Morgan knows that creativity on the page often begins with attention in the simple. Lean in as Morgan
2: tells us more in this Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with host Nikki Hardy. You're especially known for responding to the stories that readers send you and turning them into art, turning them into these conversations and just something beautiful. How did that, this kind of process, a way of writing come about for you?
0: Mm, Yeah. So I am, <laughs> I am a chronic eavesdropper. Like, <laughs> I just can't help myself. Like I just hear, and it could be a partially autistic thing because I hear all audio kind of at the same level. So if I'm just out and about, whatever conversation is happening at my table, I hear the one happening over there. I hear the one happening Mm. over there. I'm just hearing everything all the time. So um, one thing that that has caused me to do is just become very intrigued by the way that words kind of pace are, are paced together, and how people say certain things. Um, like I, I overheard the other day. It was. A, it was. A, it was. A, it was a, I ended up finding out he was a dad. He was. He ran into someone that he knew, and the other person asked. They were asking like, "How is your daughter?" Um, and he was like, "She's hanging in there." He was like, "She has more faith than anyone I've ever known." and that's all i heard and that just hit me in the gut like i was just like oh just to hear this father talk about his daughter in this way it just really stood out to me and it really spoke to me and that's just one example of many where i am so i just personally am so intrigued by the poetry in everyday conversations when we're not trying to be poetic i was like that man's words hit me like a poem i it did and he doesn't even know i heard him like I mean, he was literally standing behind me like getting ketchup at the <laughs> at the um restaurant we were at like it wasn't like he has no idea that i heard him um and when it comes to um so you mentioned that i i invite people to send me emails and dms yeah. and i respond with poetry and that's actually where how i've been able to sustain that process is I listen for the poetry that people are already saying in their words. Mm -hmm. And essentially I just say like, here's my version of it. Like, here's how, how, what you said affected me. And then I hope that what I say can then return affect them to keep telling their story and to keep owning it. So for me, that's why I just love that word conversational, because I think that you know, there is as writers times where we're we're sitting down and we want our, we want to plan out and craft, you know, our work in a certain way. But then there's all yeah. these other times where someone just says something that's just so magical and poetic or hilarious, and it just stands out to us. And yeah, it's a matter of holding on to that and figuring out how to work that into um work that into poetry, I, I don't know. And another like weird thing that I do, I I have, I'm very visual and I like to, um, I don't know, I like to try to imagine exactly who, like if I, if I'm like, okay, I wanna sit down and write and I need the words, I need them to come, I need them to come, this is where I go. I either go back to a moment in my life or I'll make up a scenario where I see two people talking to each other I could be one of those people or it could just be two people. And I imagine, okay, what is that person saying to this other person in that moment? And I write for that moment. I, I just, yeah, I just think there's just so much to the words that we already naturally say. Um, And, and yeah, I even think like, if you like, this is another fun little exercise. I do it with my sister all the time. Like, let's say you have a somebody in your life who's really prolific, but you can't get them to write like you're like, you need to write like you need to share. I do this to my sister all the time. I will go and listen to her podcast and I'll just like find quotes and I'll like make graphics out of them and send it to her. I'm like, you set this, you set this on your podcast. Like, (laughs) I was like, this is poetry. Like I just took that line. I didn't edit anything. I just took from what you said and there you have it. So that's, I think that's just like a fun exercise you could do with other writers Mm -hmm. that, you know, just listen to each other and, and find the poetry in your, in each other's words. So.
2: Morgan, your art and your words are so intertwined. I mean, it's, it's, it's like your um, poetry is art and your design is poetry. You know, what's the, que- the, the connection for you between the written word and the design of the piece? You know, which comes first? Are you designing and writing or do you write and then design? How, how, tell us how that works
0: yes oh that's such a good question uh it's it always starts with the visual um but i want to break that down a little bit because sometimes it is a visual in the sense that i'm sitting there at my ipad on procreate or adobe fresco and i'm actually painting something and the words just kind of come to me as a part of that however i have plenty of moments where the visual is just um very similar to my whole whole like uh, eavesdropping experience yeah. where it's just a visual of something that I've seen and I'm like, I wanna find words for that. So I always have like some type of visual prompt that I start with. So sometimes yeah. like I'm literally just, cause I, I like to just sketch and draw just for fun, even, even though now it's become my job. Like I'll just be sitting there sketching mountains or something and then like I'll have words come to me. Or yesterday, um, I I saw this tree blowing in the wind and there were some flowers on the tree. And I just like pulled out my phone and I just recorded a minute of it. And it was almost a, kind of being like a little meditation because I was just sitting there holding my mm-hmm. hand still and just staring up at the tree. And I had a whole poem just come to me just by standing mm-hmm. there. So yeah, I think it, it does start with a visual for me. Um, I'm not a good like... Sit at a blank page, especially not a word document with nothing. I can't do it. I'm like, I admire the people who can do that, but that's a that's a that's something I didn't get. I just don't have it. I've got to be prompted. What you're telling something. me that that little blinking
2: cursor on <sighs> a completely empty white page doesn't inspire poetry? No,
0: Morgan? no it does not. <laughs> <laughs> I need real life. I need something in real life to get me there. I, it's gotta be. Um, I will say the only time where I can just tackle that, that cursor, yeah. if it's something that I'm like angry about and I'm like, <laughs> I just need a vent. Um, <laughs> but then I never end up sharing it like, cause it's yeah. barely legible. But yeah, it's um, yeah. Yeah. So I like to try to have some kind of visual. Um, and the cool thing is, is that I don't always end up having to share that visual. Yeah. So there are plenty of times where I'll just have like a photo in my phone of like my son, like I have this photo in my phone of my son um, at the time he was almost two. And I, I recognized that like he had never been outside and seen like a full moon and stars like all at once. And it was his first time. And he was just like, whoa, whoa. Like he just kept saying that over and over and, Looking at that photo without the story, no one would no one would know what that was because they can't yeah. see what we saw that night. But for me, when I look at it, I know the wonder and like how much I forget about like just the vastness of the world and the sky and what it's like yeah. to encounter that for the first time. So that inspired a whole series for me. And I never ended up ended up sharing that photo publicly. So yes, yes. I'm very inspired by the visuals first.
1: I love how Morgan Harper Nichols describes the poetry writing process in such a down to earth way. She believes poems can be short, conversational and crafted from everyday language. If you'd like to give poetry a try, Morgan suggests paying attention to what's happening around you and to the words you're already writing. Poetic words and ideas are embedded in your life and your existing work. It's simply a matter of finding them. So consider these three steps to help you find the poem hidden in your writing. Number one, choose your piece. You're a writer and like most writers, you likely have a lot of work sitting in notebooks or on your computer. So to get started, try creating a poem from words and stories you've already crafted. Choose a piece you love, one that touches on your passions or one you believe lends itself well to a poetic form. Another option is to choose a piece at random Don't overthink it. It's helpful to use a piece of writing you've already developed into multiple paragraphs. This will give you more words and ideas to work with when crafting your poem. Number two, find the poetry. Once you've selected your piece, take the last sentence of each paragraph and copy them into a journal or a Word document. Add line breaks or punctuation to begin moving the words into the shape of a poem. Morgan says, I believe the poetry is there. It's just a matter of seeing it. You'll be surprised by the poet rising up in you. It's been there all along. Now, keep going. With some work, you'll see a poem begin to take shape. Number three, craft your poem. Now that you have multiple sentences to work with and you've added line breaks, you can begin to experiment with the language. Omit words that don't fit. Add words that give clarity. Move things around. Where do you see poetry emerging? What larger themes are growing? What ideas would you like to explore further? The poem is there, but it requires some coaxing and some wordplay to reveal itself. Don't be discouraged if it takes time and tinkering for the poem to take shape. Just like your original piece, this poem will take effort and energy to create. How's your first attempt? Well, consider sharing it with someone or reading it aloud. Then choose another original piece of your writing and try again. This process of writing poetry can be repeated as your inner poet reveals herself again and again. I don't know about you, but I'm inspired to try my hand at some poetry now. More than that, though, this conversation makes me want to commit myself more fully to attentiveness in my everyday life. I bet it does for you, too. The first step of writing is always engagement with the world around us. Whether you're developing fictional characters, crafting your memoir, or penning poetry, you draw upon your real life to create the words you place on the page. Even the most mundane detail can become the centerpiece of a stirring story. Nothing of your ordinary experience is wasted when you write about it. So let's listen to Morgan describe this one more time
2: we can all have this perception that just, you know, they're oozing creativity and they, yeah. you know, have a cabin in the woods to write in um, and all that mm-hmm. jazz, but life is life and toddlers are real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, very true. And and I also think, you know, there's something to be said as, you know, the the writer in the cabin somewhere. I do think that sometimes like that could even be romanticized a little bit. Um, like as much as I love it, like I'm one to romanticize it. And I actually saw this, this um, something about Thoreau and how Thoreau actually like he actually wasn't as deep in the woods as we think and he would actually just like go to town every few days. <laughs> like he wasn't like I was like I thought he was just like way out like thousands and thousands of miles away but no like he would go yeah. in he would he would have friends over and I'm just like, yeah I think <laughs> you know yeah, even, even back then like before internet like he didn't have kids or anything and even then he was still finding his way back to you know the normal yeah. busy life. So, which fuels, um, as you've said, fuels the writing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just a matter of learning how to embrace the, the, um, the chaos and intricacies of all that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview with Morgan Harper Nichols would be. Every week, Hope Writers members have access to a new one-hour Tuesday teaching with agents, publishers, social media strategists, and authors and artists like Morgan Harper Nichols. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs, or articles, on social media, or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from the poet and songwriter Leonard Cohen. Poetry is just the evidence of life. If your life is burning well, poetry is just the ash. You don't need to head to a cabin in the woods to gain inspiration for your writing. You can find it on a starry night in your own backyard. As you seek out inspiration in your everyday life, I hope you'll find that your art begins to imitate your life. Honest, wholehearted, and filled with promise for those who read them. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know that you found the content helpful. See you next week.